one of the seven games that he has played in fc goa have come from behind to salvage a point or three all four of his goals against hyderabad mohan bagan mumbai city and chennai have come when goa were chasing a game the earliest that ishan pandita has scored in the isl this season has been in the 85th minute the maximum he has played in a game is 24 minutes Uh, against Chennai on Saturday, and guess who uh, helped Goa escape with a draw? Uh, Ishan Pandita. A total of forty-three minutes on the pitch, and already four goals to his name. Two of them in the ninety-second and ninety-sixth minutes. He has uh, racked up some very impressive numbers uh, in this edition, hasn't he, Diman? I can't think of anyone who has made such an impact. Coming off the bench in the short history of the Indian Super League, really, Bhargav. Mm. I mean, according to the numbers from SofaScore dot com, the mm. Pandita has a scoring frequency of seventeen minutes. I mean, that's incredible. That's incredible because mm. a good striker mm. is set to average a goal a game. Mm. I mean, even in this competition, the leading goal scorer, which is ATK Mohan Bagan's Roy Krishna, for instance, he scores one goal every hundred and seventeen minutes. Mm. Now. And Krishna scored thirteen goals in seventeen games this term. Mm. He plays nearly every minute of ATK Mohan Bagan's game, and so that's that's a pretty Im- impressive number. Krishna averages point eight goals per game. He mm. has a conversion rate of thirty three percent. Igor Angulo, who's Pandita's teammate at FC Goa, has twelve goals, and he averages point eight goals per game as well, and mm. has a goal conversion percentage of thirty two. Hmm. Angulo scores every 106 minutes, according to Sofa Score. Right, and I mean these are the most prolific scorers in the league that you are talking about. Uh, yeah. If you compare Pandita's figures uh, collated by the website, you mentioned what uh, 0.6 goals per game and some uh, conversion rate of 67 percent. So I mean, of course, I'm sure these Incredible. numbers. Yeah, these numbers I'm sure would even out if he stays longer on the pitch. But still, I mean, quite a start for him uh, in his career in India. And uh, as he didn't forget to remind us, he is only twenty-two, and he has spent the last few years of his uh, career in Spain. So this is his first season in India, and there's a lot of room for improvement as well. But for a country uh, that is uh, desperate to find a goal poacher for the national team, uh, especially with Sunil Chetri, uh, I mean, approaching the last few years of his career. He is definitely someone uh, who all the fans will be keeping an eye on. 
absolutely you know and even in this season you know his impact alone makes pandita such a wonderful story for the isl i mean when you add to that like you said add to the chapters of learning football in spain hmm. having a childhood that involves cities like delhi manila and bangalore hmm. then playing the gothia cup which is the world's largest youth football competition that is held in gothenburg sweden and then having none other than walter pandiani hmm. as a mentor i mean hmm. th- that makes the life story of ishan pandita even more interesting you know about pandiani who the uruguay international who's also played for deportivo osasuna villarreal and espanyol and was the coach at lorca fc where pandita played pandita had this to say on the fc goa website and i quote he says he changed me as a person as a player hmm. he was a striker as well a legend in spain hmm. we would go after training and spend hours just him me and a goalkeeper he would teach me a few things he'd be hard on me he'd also treat me like a son close coach mm. and this is what he had to say about walter pandiani i mean who's who's a fairly well known figure in the game mm. right over to ishan pandita then ishan thank you for joining us i'd like to begin by asking about uh, your time so far uh, at fc goa uh, i mean you have already been one of the most impactful players in the league uh, just seven substitute appearances uh, and you have already scored four goals uh, so did you see yourself uh, making this kind of an impact yes uh, i'm a kid who uh, who believes in himself i always saw myself doing this but at the end of the day it does come down to to actually doing it on the field so things have been clicking a little in my way i've been putting in the work I've been keeping my mouth shut and taking the minutes that the coach is giving me and and thankfully things are working the way the way I wanted to and I'm having quite a good impact on the field. Uh okay Ishan you said that you're keeping your mouth shut this is for the next 30 minutes we want you to do anything but okay and, yeah I know uh, don't worry and you know uh, I just wanted to ask you you know are they already talking of Ishan time in the change room? Mm, <laughs> there's lots of jokes being said here and there but the most important thing is to to enjoy it at that moment but then keep on working we have a an aim to make it to the playoff and then from there definitely to win the league so things are very tight right now mm-hmm. all jokes aside trying to push push uh, and hopefully make that playoff in the next few games which i'm sure you guys will but what kind of jokes could you share some of them if they are for the audience because we know the locker room language can become uh, unparliamentary for want of a better word so if there are anything that that is interesting you could share them with us just a few things like uh, extra time is now ishan time and and what else uh, if you need a delivery call ishan all these kind of all these memes <laughs> okay. here and there the running around the change room right and um, you know four goals uh, as a striker all goals would be special uh, but we'd ask you to pick a favorite would you i guess all goals were a bit different in their own ways the mm-hmm. one against mumbai was was special that has to be up just the way it all happened in that amount of time and against that team with everything that happened last year and all the mm-hmm. the drama behind it and to say my team then but the last goal as well was was a top finish and i think i would have to edge that up against mumbai one so maybe the last goal against chennai i would say okay okay the left footer okay right yeah 
Right. Uh, and Nishan, of course, we've seen the kind of impact you've already had. Uh, I mean, coming on as a substitute and you've played just around uh, 40, 45 minutes so far in total. But has it been a bit frustrating to not be starting games? Yes. I mean, I'm still very young. I'm just starting to get into my career. Mm-hmm. And no one likes to sit on the bench. And mm-hmm. and I'm scoring and I'm still not playing as much as I would like. You've got to put all those things aside. This is a team sport. We got to do our, our own bit. And mm. if the coach wants to for those minutes, I'll be more than happy to help the team and and find the result. Right. And uh, Ishan, you left for uh, Spain at a very young age. Uh, I mean, I think you were 14 or 15 at the time. Uh, you played for a few clubs there uh, across different divisions. Uh, so how do you describe that experience uh, in Spain? I think the experience was fantastic. Uh, if I had never made that that journey to Spain, I would never be who I am today. Mm. So a lot of credit goes to to my parents, I guess, for for giving me that one chance to pursue my dreams and chase them and 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 take that step that that other Indian kids, I would say, would would not really do, knowing how our system is. Mm. So I thank my parents for for pushing me and giving me that opportunity. And luckily, things went really well in Spain, mm. and I was molded there. I grew up there. I I learned my trade there. So a lot of credit goes to, to my parents for helping me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ishan, why did you go to Spain? I mean, uh, you could have gone to Germany, for instance. You could have gone to England because it's easier to blend in. You know the language. Uh, why to Spain? Well, initially, it wasn't even Spain. It was Sweden. Okay. But my parents didn't... Not my, parents, my dad really didn't feel comfortable with me, with me living in that, in that environment at such a young age alone. Okay. And he thought, maybe wait a year, finish your, finish your board, the 10th grade in, in India, and then we can see what happens from there. And at that particular moment, there was an opportunity to go to Spain. And my parents felt that the environment, the culture in Spain is a bit more friendly, more, more welcoming. And plus, Spanish football is probably the best football in the world. And at that time, with Madrid, Barcelona, everything that was happening, mm-hmm. I couldn't say no. Yeah, okay. So, can you tell us what was this about Sweden? Uh, how did Sweden come about and how did Spain come about? Sweden came about where I went to a tournament in in Sweden called the Gothia Cup. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. A number of teams from India have gone there, yeah. yeah. I went there participating with a, a team from the Philippines because I used to live in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I competed with them in Sweden mm-hmm. and had a decent tournament, scored a few goals and I caught the attention of uh, of one of their clubs there. Okay. And he called me back for a trial. The trial went well and we were ready to stay there. But my dad was a bit concerned with, like I said, the whole environment, the culture. I was still very young. He wasn't sure if it was right for me to move there, live there. And it's a cold country, uh-huh. not much daylight, very dark. And he was just a bit unsure. And I understand. So we, we took another year. I grew up a bit, I guess. Finished my 10th grade and then we made the move to sunny Spain. <laughs> so you finished your 10th grade in Delhi or was it Bangalore? Bangalore. Yeah. Bangalore. Now, even then, yeah. I mean, okay, you're what, 15 then, maybe maybe 14? Just how 15. Difficult, 15. So how, how difficult uh, would it be for a 15-year-old who I'm guessing, like most other 15-year-olds, have lived with his parents all his life and then goes to a country where he doesn't know the language and possibly in a country which does not know that most Indians ever played football. It's quite a seismic change, if I may say. So 
How did you go through that? Oh, yes, it was very hard. I remember that first week, 10 days, I would cry every day in my room. I was very homesick. It was a massive culture shock. Everything was, was so new to me, so so different. And obviously, it took a while to get used to the system, even a couple of weeks or a month, or even two, three months. But eventually, you grow up and you learn to do it the hard way. And I guess that's what really builds you and, and, and makes your character. So, yes, it was tough. But once I got used to the system, I got into the environment of everything, it was good. Which club was this? Where did you go first? I went to Alcobendas, a very small club in Madrid. Okay. That's where it started with their team system. And then from there, I just went up and up and up. Right. And uh, Ishan, uh, you moved to Goa, uh, FC Goa, in the middle of the pandemic, of course, uh, last year. Uh, I, mm. If it wasn't for COVID... I would still be playing in Spain at this moment. Right. Uh, and I mean, uh, what was the motivation behind uh, joining Goa? I mean, we know that they have a very strong uh, Spanish contingent, both in the team as well as in the coaching staff. So did that play a role in your uh, move to Goa? Definitely. I think uh, FC Goa as a name, as a club, has probably the most attractive club. And the season they had last year was fantastic The with the squad and the players they had. And the brand of football mm. here is is eye-catching. So yes, that mm. played a huge part. And also all the signings and the coach and the management, it felt like I was coming back to a Spanish club. There was a massive Spanish mm. here, so I felt I could I could fit in well. A couple of the main points that helped me come here, of course, the AFC Champions League also, also helped me take this club. And the coach Juan, mm. I had a good talk with him as well uh, from Spain. So these are the few things that, that helped me take this club. Were there any other clubs that approached you, Ishan? Or was it just FC Goa? Uh, yes, there were other clubs okay. in, in the ISL. A, a lot of other clubs. Okay. You know, it, you spoke that, you said that but for the pandemic, you'd possibly be playing in Spain now. Looking back, does it, you know, is there a silver lining to what has been a disruptive year for the world? There may be a chance that, you know, the national team coach may take a shine on you, etc. Something which wouldn't have happened as you would have progressed through the ranks in Spain. So, do you think yeah. it's a blessing in disguise that you're playing here and not learning the trade in Spain? For sure, I, I could say that. A blessing in disguise. I think I'm the kind of person that would like to make the most out of what's happening. Yes, coronavirus was was very ugly and very bad for us. But if it wasn't for, for all of this, I would never be here right now. And like you said, if I stayed in Spain, I don't know if I would get that limelight on me that I have right now to get a national team follow-up. So I guess, yes, it could be a blessing in disguise. I'm back home. I'm playing in front of my my people, my countrymen. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe if I score another one, put in another good performance, I could be in that blue jersey soon. You've lived uh, in, in other parts of the world. You've lived in Delhi, Bangalore, Philippines. Now you've grown up in Spain. At what point was football uh, the career choice? I think it became very clear to me when I moved back to Bangalore. Growing up in the Philippines, mm-hmm. Sports was just number one. And when I say sports, I mean athletics, swimming, football, cricket, tennis, name it, everything. I just wanted to be out there sweating with cuts and bruises all over my body. And that's what made me happy. But I think as a career choice, when I moved back to Bangalore, it was between swimming and football and it moved towards football. So maybe at the age of 11, 12, around then, I said, this is what I want to do. 
So this these multiple sports thing was it because of the school you went to? Was it because of parental encouragement? Uh, how did I, that come? Just, it was because of the school. Of course, mm-hmm. my parents were were happy with me doing all of this, but it was because of my school. If I wasn't in the school I was in, I would never be doing or being part or participating in all these events and these games and and tournaments. Mm. You know, when you were in Spain, did you follow the ISL? Uh, now that you play in it. Uh, you know what was uh, your reaction to the ISL in the seven years that has been that has been happening? So the year I went to Spain, ISL had started. Yeah, and I remember it made a lot of noise. Like I mean, a lot of noise with the massive signings they made, the money they were spending, and just the way they they produced that first season in those two months was was making a lot of noise. And yes, I did keep an eye on it. I remember the big signings they made and the teams. But then after that, I slowly, I couldn't keep up with it because it was never broadcasted in Spain. I was getting involved in my own life. But then I do remember hearing a few things here and there. And my dad would let me know what would happen here and there sometimes if if anything was there to be said. And I just remember a few details on how the league had become a bit longer, which I always thought was a good idea. And then I guess the older I got, the more more attention I really paid to it. Mm-hmm. So right. how do you how do you look at the ISL now now that you're playing? Oh, I can only say good things about the league, from where it was to where it is now. I think it's okay. fantastic for for the country and for our youth and what it's doing for the grassroots. And ISL is going to be the stage for all of us to show what we have, and it's definitely going to take Indian football up. Right. And uh, I mean, Nishan, you spent some time in the uh, Tercera division in Spain with Lorca. Uh, so how is the level of competitiveness there uh, in those uh, leagues? Uh, it's in, intense, very intense. Hmm. Even though it's uh, lower leagues in Spain, hmm. it's not first division. It's still intense. Hmm. The, the talent that comes out in the league hmm. is world class. Hmm. And <clears throat> it's always always a good league to participate in fight and and grow definitely grow right right and now uh, i mean this season in a couple of months you'll be uh, playing in the afc champions league with fc goa so how much are you looking forward to that experience very excited to be honest uh, afc champions league is the biggest tournament in asia for club football mm-hmm. and to be the first team it's a lot of pressure on our shoulders i can say Mm-hmm. and we're excited we're, we're excited we're ready to perform and hopefully hopefully represent not just our club but india to to a good level right and the one problem for you could be the fact that uh, i mean after having spent all these months in a bio bubble you'll again have to spend another few weeks in the bio bubble when the champions league resumes so how challenging has it been for you uh, as a footballer to stay in such a situation uh, I mean, uh, for so, such a long time. Of course, it's extremely challenging. Hmm. But we're also blessed with what we have right now. Hmm. I, I'm not person to be sitting here and complaining with the situation that the world is in right now with everything that's happening. I'm in a fantastic hotel. Hmm. Get fed. Hmm. Get trade. Get to do whatever. So we've got to make the most of what we have. Hmm. Ishan, if, if one year ago somebody had told you that the world would be disrupted in the way it was and that you'd be playing the Asian Champions League, 
what would you have said to that person? Would you have sent him home with a left foot volley that you usually are capable of? How would you have reacted? <laughs> I would tell him you're crazy. I don't know where you're getting this information from, but there's no chance I'm going back home. I'll probably tell him that. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, in this, when you stay in this bubble, what else do you do outside of football? I mean, uh, I know it's challenging, but the, is there something that takes helps you take your mind off football? Uh, do you watch cricket? I mean, it's, it's possibly a common question to ask any Indian growing up. I don't know. No, 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 I do watch cricket. I love cricket. If I didn't play football, I would definitely try making it in cricket. I remember as a kid, my dad would, would stop me from playing cricket and just let me focus on football. But you, you uh, still don't think you you still don't think you chose the wrong sport? No chance. Football <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay. Free time. We're lucky enough to have an F1 car here. So that's ah. pretty interesting. It gets the boys crazy. A little simulation set set oh. by Red Bull. So that's fun. Then we have a table tennis court. Uh, sorry, a table tennis setup. Board. Yeah, okay. Yeah, board. And then we have Carom. Uh, we have the PlayStation. But for me, in my free time, I would just probably go to the rooftop and just sit by the pool, have a tea, and just get some fresh air, really. Okay. When, and, you know, you, you're 22, you, you've, uh, you've made such an impact as Varga said. Growing up, who were your heroes in football? Or who are your heroes now? I was a big Liverpool fan. I still am a big Liverpool fan. So, Fernando Torres back in those days was was crazy to watch. Okay. And I grew up in the system, so the Premier League was everything for us. So, Fernando Torres was up there. When he left, Suarez came in. So, those two were crazy. Even Steven Gerrard, even though I'm not a midfielder, it was just crazy to see the way he was a professional on and off the field. And, yeah. and who else? Always say Cristiano Ronaldo for his worth ethic, the way he is. His professionalism, his character. So those are were, were a couple of players. Hmm. I mean, is it a coincidence that all the players you name have either played in Spain uh, or are from Spain? Uh, does it have anything to do with the fact that you also spent six, seven years in Spain, or is it just a coincidence? I mean, Stephen Gerrard aside, I think that just shows that that the best players really do come from <laughs> Spain. That's how good they are as a nation. That's how good their league is, and that's why I went there to to make it in that system. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, you, you scored with your left foot, you scored with your right foot, you scored with your head. If there's one thing that you still think you need to improve on, or if there's more than one thing, what would that be? I mean, there's always a lot of things to improve on. I don't think that's my job to say what I need to improve on. That's between me and the coach, I could say. And he tells me where to improve on, what I need to do better, a particular movement or a particular position or a particular tactic that I could polish on and that's what I do in training and that's what we try to implement in the game. Right. And Ishan, we've already seen that uh, you can be a very good finisher. I mean, you're one of the best, probably the best uh, minutes per goal ratio in the league. Uh, But what is your uh, personal favorite uh, position? I mean, do you uh, like playing as a number nine or would you also prefer, I mean, playing on the wings? I mean, I want to score goals. That's what I want to do. And if... Hmm. The coach wants to use me on the wing as a nine, a false nine, mm. behind the striker, whatever you call it. Mm. I will play there. I feel most comfortable as the number nine. But that doesn't mean I won't enjoy my time on the wing or behind the striker. And who knows? I'm still young. I'm getting into my career. Who knows where I can where I can end up? And I'm still developing. Mm. So let's see what happens. So has this been the only position you've always wanted to play ever since you were 11? No. Oh. When I grew up, the first position was uh, a goalkeeper. Uh, okay, it, you did the other there. way. 
Okay. <laughs> of playing everywhere. And then I just ended up being a striker. Ah, okay. Okay. Right. Uh, so how how did that transition take place? How did you become a striker after starting off as a goalkeeper? So young, so young. So I think I was five or six, maybe when I was in goal, oh. and then from there came out defender for a little bit, a year maybe, or a couple of games, then midfield, and then it became clear to me that I was a striker from a young age, mm-hmm. and that's where I played, and that's where I grew up. Right. Uh, so, uh, I mean, Nishan, it's been a pleasure uh, listening to you. And uh, obviously, you have had quite a start to your career in ISL. Here's wishing you all the best for the rest of the season and also for the AFC Champions League uh, that begins in a couple of months. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, so Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Nishan. Keep shining and uh, we'll talk again hopefully some other time once you put on the blue jersey on, perhaps. Cheers. For sure. For sure. Very soon. Cheers. See you next time then. This was an episode of Kicks for Free. Do like and follow us on at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and write to us at podcast at the rate hindustantimes.com. You can also follow us on our Twitter handles at DhimanHT and at Bhargav Sarma. You can listen to more podcasts by logging into htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.